0: what's up y'all welcome to another upper... wow good start another episode of Shoe Booty sports <laughs> this is episode 44 the hank aaron episode for you folks keeping up at home this is grandpa your host along with co-host bradley brown
1: That's say hi me. bradley
0: there you go and we'll give a qu- quick plug to our sponsor shoebooty sports is presented by rhino races rhino races is a virtual race series that offers five different races a 5k 10k half marathon a marathon and the rhino ultra you can sign up there on the, on the website, sign up for one or all five of the races, run them at your convenience, track them with your fitness app, screenshot your results, and submit them there on the website at rhinoraces.com. They also have a gear section. Check out their gear section for t-shirts, wristbands, decals, and more. Uh, that's rhinoraces.com. Find Shoe Booty Sports. You can listen to us and watch us even on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, the Wisdom app. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And follow us on Twitter at Shoe Booty Sports. So college football kinda started last week, Saturday, this past Saturday. Week zero is what they called it. Pretty odd name. Can't just call it like why not just call it opening weekend? Or yeah, opening week. Week zero just seems a little strange.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's got to count for something right you can't just have week zero
0: like but... when you go on the when you go on the espn website or where wherever you go to check the scores yeah they have like one but in the previous week it's double zero and it's like that on multiple websites it's even like that on like the arkansas statewide like high school score site but that's weird because they actually had week one this friday so it didn't make any sense but that's a whole other thing So week zero, I watched a little bit of the games early on before I had to get out and go mow. The Nebraska-Northwestern game looked like the best game, but for whatever reason, I couldn't stream the game. Did you check it out at all, or could you even stream it?
1: Yeah, I watched a little bit. Uh, I think I watched the second and third quarter. Uh, I say that. I didn't see the uh, onside kick that everybody's talking about. I did not see that live. So I guess I was it on from, you know, more for background noise than anything. But
0: that was pretty much the first game that I saw. I can't even remember who played St. P maybe. Austin P. Austin. Uh, I was like, I don't even know if that's the right name. I just learned how to pronounce the name of the team that Florida State played. It was, I think it was the next day following last week's podcast. Uh, Duquesne. Yeah, Duquesne. Yeah, I did not know that was how you said it. Spelled off, spelled pretty odd. But I imagine, (laughs) surely I'm not the only one that did that. But Florida State looks great, you know, against Duquesne from the highlights I saw.
1: As they should have, right?
0: As they should have, yes. But the actual week will start... It actually starts Thursday, right? Yeah, it goes from Thursday yeah. to Monday. Really, the big games are all on Saturday, though. The Thursday and Friday games, nothing really sticks out. There's a couple of, eight, you know, there's like a a decent ACC matchup that I can't even remember who it was. I want to say West Virginia's involved. But the big games are Saturday.
1: Course, you watch pa- any of the
0: uh, Hawaii game? Hawaii I, did not. Andy. I did not, but I saw the score.
1: Yeah, I seen a, it. It's just like the Nebraska game. I watched the first half. There's no way I was gonna be able to stay up and watch the rest of the game, though. But yeah, I went to bed. It was you know a close game. Then <laughs> woke up and seeing the score, and I was like, "Holy crap!"
0: What did it end up being? Like sixty-one to ten or something?
1: Sixty-three to something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a, a lot to a little. But see when you said it was just like the Nebraska game, I was like, how? Well I'm like saying no well I'm saying head. for
1: me, because I stopped watching the Nebraska game around halftime too.
0: So. Okay. Well that makes more sense. But the no, I did not miss it, but that I guess the Vanderbilt coach makes a statement at SEC Media Day sounds a little better than it was. Still not better, but you know, still not good, but obviously, but a little better than it was. And you, you guys can check out the archives for that, or you know, give it to Google, see, see exactly what he said. Basically, saying Vanderbilt's going to be the premier program of the league one day, give or take. Yeah, but yet,
1: it will be on Mars. So...
0: <laughs> yeah, we probably well. Yeah, who knows, man? But exactly the but you, your Alabama's of the world are playing some high school team this Saturday and things like that, you know. The other powerhouses are in similar positions, but there are three big games that stood out to me on the schedule, all going to be Saturday games. Uh the first two of which um our Arkansas Razorbacks hosting Cincinnati at 2:30 on ESPN2 Saturday. Prediction real there. quick. Okay, I'll awesome. But
1: Yeah. Uh, um
0: it's a 40-minute show, Brad. Prediction.
1: 28-21, Hogs.
0: Okay, there you go. You didn't have to give a score. You could have just said who you think's going to win. I'll, I'll go Hogs Razorbacks, too. I'll go Razorbacks, too. I will go razorbacks two. i do not know what the spread's going to be, but I'm just going to pick Six them to win the game. Half. Yeah, I'll pick them to win it. We'll, I'll, since we're doing scores, I'll go 35-27. I'll go How about that? There you go. The other one, Georgia, sort of playing host to Oregon, number three, Georgia, and number 11, Oregon. They're playing at the Mercedes Benz Dome in Atlanta. So essentially a home game for Georgia. I'm going to take Georgia in that one. I assume you will also. Yes. Have you seen Stetson's new haircut, by the way, that he got yeah. about a month ago? Yeah, it's it's full on. They showed a picture of him and like his team photo, like his individual photo like in his suit and stuff with the hair, the shaggy hair and one recently and he's Nobody got on like the fade. Yes, and like the Biggie and Tupac <laughs> like shirt or whatever it is. And it's yeah. it's just like, yeah, Dog's going to repeat. Like it was the caption. So that's that's pretty dope. But I'll take George in that and the big one is Notre Dame at Ohio State. Uh, six, a uh, course, a primetime game, 630 on ABC. I will watch that for sure. How, how much of a shot do you give Notre Dame in this? Do they even keep it close, or is it Ohio State by a lot?
1: Probably Ohio State by like 10, <laughs> at least a two-possession game. I think they'll be able to keep it close.
0: I think it'll be more like a more like a forty eight forty eight twenty eight Ohio state. We'll go with that,
1: yeah, very well could be
0: like, like Notre Dame's recruiting class is looking good last I saw even though they lost a couple last week, kind of highly ranked recruits, but they're still like number five in the rankings. that counts for something. It's still Notre Dame at the end of the day. They haven't won anything since 1988, but they're still it's still Notre Dame. They still have some prestige to their name and a pride about them. I'll i I'll say that. I'll say 4828. Ohio State. But those are the three that stand out to me. But that got me going down the YouTube uh, rabbit hole looking for the best like entrances. Of college football like the players coming out and the fans getting hyped up as they're coming out and i just kind of thought of the most cool ones that stood out to me here's some just naming them virginia tech coming out to inner sandman and like clemson coming down the hill you know touching howard's rock getting together and then coming down the hill that's not even really like a music thing. That's just uh, but the fans still get super hyped for that. Uh, South Carolina, going back to the music thing, South Carolina and Sandstorm before kickoff. Waving the white towels and just getting rowdy as that happens. That's pretty dope. Wisconsin's jump around. Penn State coming out to Phil Collins in the air tonight. That That one's hard not to get hyped up for. I don't see how you don't get hyped, how you could not. You don't have... You don't have a pulse if you can't get hyped up coming out to that, yeah, and that type of crowd. But is there a better one than Tech coming out to Enter Sandman though? Like that to me is the coolest one.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> I think it's it's definitely the hardest song to come out to. Of course, I don't know. And the, and and the
0: stadium <laughs> is just rocking, and there's fireworks going off, and then when they just hit the main part of the song, they come running out. Like yeah, dude, that, that you can't beat that.
1: Who's who's in second place?
0: I don't know, man. Like the Penn State coming out to end the air tonight. That's a good one. Like yeah, that. would that, be
1: number two for me.
0: South Carolina's sandstorm is underrated. Like that. That's eh, it's an I, annoying song though, <laughs> but it's a cool scene. Like it's a cool <laughs> scene. It it kind of is, but it it's cool to see them. I mean, just the the fans make it cool. But you're right to an ex. you're you're right. But I think it's I still think it's an underrated like entrance. Like what's Arkansas? Like I haven't been to a game in they, a
1: they run through the A formed by the band. Yeah. On like <laughs> on the I don't know, they play some type of music.
0: Yeah. Now when now when <laughs> we were students there, like when we were both students there and I'd go to games regularly, they'd have some like highlights on the video board with like Paul Eels. Uh, legendary you know play caller for Arkansas uh, touchdown Arkansas and of course the fans would get hyped for that but then they would it would just be some kind of music like you said and then some fireworks like, yeah and the opponents like uh, helmet like on the big board like placed at midfield and these like animator Razorbacks coming and crashing into it and then the smoke comes out and then the gate opens and then the team runs out it's pretty cool nothing like nothing like iconic or anything like that, but it's all right. You know, it's not a bad way to come out, but the, my favorite one, definitely Virginia tech busting out the inner sand man. Like that, that's, that's my favorite. And I've not been to an Auburn game, but apparently Auburn does something cool with the Eagle.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's
0: <sighs> well, describe yeah. it. Cause I don't, I don't, I've, I I don't think they it.
1: come out to it, but yeah, that's one of the things they do before the game. They, uh they let the eagle soar around the crowd and i mean they're doing the doing their chant i guess it's just they're saying a war but really long (laughs) and then the freaking eagle you know it's flying over everybody and then it uh i guess the trainer throws out it's like toy mouse or something on the 50 yard line and that eagle sees it and swoops down and lands uh on the logo center field it's pretty sweet
0: yeah it is pretty cool like I've heard it described before that doesn't it circle like the entire stadium yes. pretty much. Yeah. That's pretty dope.
1: Oh yeah. It circles it, you know, usually more than once. Yeah. That's pretty
0: cool. But coming out to some hype music, like that's, that's hard to beat, man. Like, yes, that's cool and all like the Eagle thing, but yeah, coming out to some super hype music. That's dope. I, I like that. I would be hype just sitting there in the tunnel. Like, could not wait to come out, you know if we were if we were rolling out to, to that to come play, but yeah, so Virginia Techs sounds like number one in our book. did you not or say yes,
1: yeah, I can go with that since Auburn went on the list, but yeah, <laughs> well
0: you you picked your own well, I just I thought the well, kids. they
1: don't really enter out to that, so that's just a pregame ritual. it
0: counts, it's all the same. Oh, go, well, yeah, yeah, that one would same. be,
1: since I've witnessed it, that one's on top for me. Okay.
0: Yeah, you'd be, if you're there and you experience it, you per, you're probably sitting there like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, oh, you're saying this is, you know, F a badass. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, that that's pretty dope. If I were there, I'd say the same thing. I get it. So, ju- sticking with football and jump into pro football real quick. Uh, Baker Mayfield had a very Baker Mayfield comment a uh, day a day or two ago. This is Tuesday, by the way, August thirtieth. Almost to September, thankfully. But he said, "I'm going to going to f them up." Talking about his comment, his comments about facing the Browns in Week One. It's a very, very Baker Mayfield comment. I loved it. You know, I just, I, I loved it. Loved it. It's, it's Baker being Baker and not, not disguising it, not coming out saying, we're just all going to go out and have a, we're, we're going to play as a team. We're going to win as a team. It's not about me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not about me. It's about this team. And so it, I, I know it's just another game, just another game, you know, screw all that, man. Like, tell us what you're really thinking. And he did. <laughs> and He did. And I loved it, you know. I, and we'll 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 get a healthier he version. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. And that's the other thing. Like, I hope he does. I hope he just comes out and just lights them up. That
1: haven't seen the spread on that game yet, but that one might be a fun game to throw twenty dollars on.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be a fun game to watch, even though Deshaun's not playing. You know, it might be even more fun since Deshaun's not playing because they're not going to be as good. So Baker may very well light them up. I mean, that's of course that has nothing to do with the defense, but if yeah. they win the game, it obviously matters. So, ba- yeah, Baker's comments very Baker Mayfield, and dude's just doubling down on being being who he is, you know. But I, I just love the honesty in this very very media coach PC. Uh, I don't know how to say it like a uh, soft. Yeah, well, just what what they're taught to how they're taught to answer these questions is what I'm trying to get <laughs> at. Just is just go out there, don't say anything, don't offend. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and it's like it's like Bull Durham, it's like uh, Crash Davis, you know, uh, coaching up. Uh, uh, gosh, why can't I think of his name? Uh, tall guy actor, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. But... Tim something. <laughs> Tim something. Tim Robbins. There you go. All right. Took two brand. Tim, I think that's right. Tim Robbins. Is that yeah, right? I'm going to. Sounds right. It sounds right, but I'm still going to. We're going to fact check real quick. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah, it's him. So it is him.
1: Are you yeah, certain? I'm 99% sure. All right.
0: We'll double check. Yep. Tim Robbins. That's it. I would not have thought of Robbins. I knew it, but I haven't had to say that name in a while. But it's like when he's media coaching him. And he says this is all boring. He's like, "Yeah, that's the point. And he don't don't say anything interesting. Don't give him something to go on." But I like Baker coming out and saying, saying what he thinks. It gives us something to talk about for one. But two, if we didn't have this show, I'd still think it was great. It's like, yeah. oh, this makes the game even more interesting. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. Because when at when when else will the Browns and Panthers be must see type of TV? You know
1: yeah cool.
0: who who knows about that one <laughs> but like you said i hope he i hope he does it i look forward to seeing it be here before we know it yeah that starts the week after next right or the week yet yeah, the week after this one Not yeah, the sunday but days. the next yeah somewhere uh, around there we're getting
1: close It's close yeah
0: <clears throat> all right and so going to another quarterback Uh, the Green Bay Packers quarterback. He was on the Joe Rogan experience this past week, and I finished it up today because it's a three-hour show, you know. I finished it up today. Uh, I had like nine minutes left when I got home. And I watched most of it last night and just kind of took the night easy last night and watched watched most of it, listened to it on the way to work, and then came home and watched the last – nine and a half minutes of it and i came away from it with a with a better understanding of aaron Rodgers. a more like this is a more likable guy than he's portrayed in the media and you know things like that He he's still he, he doesn't come off as much of a weirdo if you if you actually like listen to him Like I, I I had known this about the vaccine, but I'd kind of forgot. I'd forgotten it that he was allergic to something, like an ingredient in the vaccine. So that's why he didn't get it. And he technically did not lie. He's like, "I, I didn't lie when I was asked about whether, when I was asked about it, saying he, saying he'd been immunized. You know, famously now. But he, but he did. He was like, I was just waiting for the follow up, and they didn't ask it, so I didn't bother. And he's like, everybody in the facility knew I was not vaccinated because you had to have like a yellow wristband if you weren't. I understood where he was coming from. At the same time, you got to know that you you misled them, and you knew that it would come back to to bite you if you did get COVID. You know, et cetera. And he and he expressed that to an extent. But I came away from it with the. He came off as more definitely more likable than portrayed as like in the media. Of course, the media will do that with. Everybody, you know, they'll kind of spin their own narrative on it and. Project their views onto you and therefore in turn changes your opinion of them because you don't know them. But you get to know Aaron Rodgers in this. In this podcast, and he comes off as a pretty likable dude. And and they didn't just talk football, and that that's what was fun to me. They talked about everything, you know, and, and it was a check it out if you haven't seen it. Very interesting, very interesting podcast. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers just came off as a cool freaking dude, man. Like, I I dug it. I'm guessing you haven't seen any of it?
1: Uh, I have not seen or listened to any of it, so. Might work that in the rest of this week.
0: Well, I like Joe Rogan's show. He ha- he has a lot of you know a variety of guests on there, so I don't listen to every one because it's a long podcast. But the the ones I see that I do like, like the comedian you like, Tom Segura is that his name? Yeah, yeah, he's been on there a few times. There there's a lot of there's a lot of you know cool people that go on there. It's the biggest podcast in the world, so of course he's going to be able to get that. But it's definitely interesting. Check it out. You kind of come away with a better understanding of Aaron Rodgers and where he's coming from. And yeah, not just what you see and hear in sports media. You actually get like this side of it. So it's it's, and it's just do dude, two dudes shooting the shit. You know, it's not they're just talking. They're it's not these questions that you hear every day in the sports media world and Aaron Rodgers has been kind of sort of trained to answer it a certain way but then again Aaron Rodgers has always kind of told you what he thought uh even if he's filtering it a little bit he's never been one to really kind of it's like he's been media coach but he's still gonna kind of say it without saying necessarily the wrong thing but he's still going to tell you exactly what he wants to say if that makes any sense at all it's like it's like he, he 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 figures out what he wants to say and says it but to where it's not rubbing the brass the wrong way or anything like that at least not necessarily but on this he just on this on this episode he he just tells you what he thinks and i appreciate that Jumping to basketball and other news, Patrick Beverly has signed with the Lakers. In other words, surely Russell Westbrook will not be on the team by the start of the season. You would think so. You would think. Yeah, I don't. Okay. What are the chances Russ is a Laker by the start of the season? I don't know. 50% chance. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> either he is or isn't no I'd say like 25% chance
0: that he I'm, yeah okay that he's, yeah, that
1: he's not with or that he is with that, the Lakers. Not with,
0: that he is with the Lakers okay yeah 25% he's with the Lakers yeah yeah I think that he will I'll just answer the question better than I asked it I think that I'm going to essentially say the same thing I think there is a seventy-five percent chance he is not on the Lakers at the start of the season. I hear they're trying to work a three-team deal and get Buddy Hield and Miles Turner, the Lakers. That is, I don't know how they're going to pull that off. It's what they should have done originally, and at least they're realizing that. You know, better late than never. But what do you think of the signing of Pat Bev? By the way, he's he's I mean, me obviously.
1: Yeah, you still got to like his attitude he brings,
0: but. Any amount of defense that they bring to that team is for the better. <laughs> any yeah. amount. And this is like, this is a ruthless pit bull defender, even if he's not in his prime. So any amount of defense that they they can bring to the table is a good thing. So I like this. If, if I'm a Lakers fan, absolutely good move. Even better if they can ship off Westbrook and bring in somehow buddy healed and miles turner whether it's a three-team deal
1: wasn't that a whatever. trade that was suggested by twitter <laughs>
0: what a lot possibly i mean twitter suggests everything though yeah, but, that's true but most of it doesn't make sense but it, but pretty much anybody was sense because it told you that this was this wasn't going to work the thing with westbrook but we're not going to get into that we've touched up on that a lot let's yeah. uh, we will we'll jump to baseball real quick quick update the Dodgers still the best team in baseball the Yankees are still kind of on their collapse they don't have the best record in the league in the league or American League anymore the Houston Astros have taken that spot but they're still first place in the in their division AL East right yeah but yeah Dodgers still the team to beat in baseball right now 89 and 38 overall record eight and two in their last 10 games my St. Louis Cardinals are now sitting comfortably at the top of the central. They're six games ahead of Milwaukee, uh, St Louis 75 and fifty four overall, seven and three in their last ten games. But the big news, uh, Paul Goldschmidt, uh, the likely MVP of the National League. He is a I don't know who would who would get it over him. But he is a triple crown threat. I don't know if you've seen his numbers, but he leads the National League in batting at three thirty five average. He's second in home runs at 33. I think he's three or four behind Kyle Schwarber, the home run hitting monster for Philadelphia now. And Goldschmidt is also tied for first in RBI with 105. So a serious triple crown threat in the National League. The last, you want to take a guess what year the the last National League Triple Crown winner was? Just taking a guess. 92.
1: 1992?
0: (laughs) Sure. (laughs) It's been a little bit longer than that. Let me, well, I thought I had it pulled up. I guess I want to, oh, nope, there it is. Oh, well, here in other news, uh, Browns cut quarterback Josh Rosen after one month. So, yeah, the Josh Rosen experiment still going downhill. I think that was already news, but I hadn't heard about it. But anyway, the last National League Triple Crown winner was uh, Ducky Joe Medwick. Just based on the name, what, what year would you say? Clearly not 1992. Ducky Joe Medwick. I don't know. (laughs) Like 62? (laughs) A little further back, 1937. Golly. And he was also a St. Louis Cardinal. He led the league in, you know, all three major categories. That year in 1937, uh, he's a Hall of Famer, by the way, Joe Medwick. Uh, Got the nickname Ducky, I believe, because his walk Looked like a duck waddle. So his teammates, you know, kind of ripped on him a little bit for that, ribbed him a little bit, and then it just stuck. It was a nickname that stuck. But uh, <laughs> Medwick that year hit 374 with 30, 31 home runs and 154 RBI. So solid numbers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So how many games are left in the. <clears throat> In the regular season?
0: I don't know. I have well, I mean we could do the math real quick, right? It's 162. So the Cardinals are what? 75 and 54? So yeah, 129. 129. So 33 games left. Sweet. My math correct on that? Sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, if it's wrong, feel free to let us know on Twitter. I
1: thought I did good at 129. Then I quit.
0: <laughs> so. Well, minus yeah, minus 162. Hey. Yeah, 30, 33. That's right. Okay, but
1: yeah, maybe Puhols will get to 700. Six more to go.
0: Uh, it took him a while. To, he he was at 693 what? this time last week, and he's at 694 now. So I I don't know. We'll we'll see. He's he's pushing it though. He was. Looked like he was limping around the bases on that on that six ninety four home run. He 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 has the record for the most hit off of you know number of pitchers. It's like four hundred and fifty something, some insane number. Yeah, I think Bonds had it before that. In other news, sticking with sticking with Diamond Ball, we'll say that. Uh, Courtney Difel got extended at Arkansas. Uh, shout out to Coach Difel. She's the GOAT of Razorback softball. Not even yeah, close. She put it on the map. Yes, she did. She, Coach Difel got a well-deserved raise. Uh, Difel has led Arkansas to back-to-back SEC championships, including an SEC tournament championship. Uh, this past year, I think back-to-back regional appearances as well. They were one-win away from the Women's College World Series this past year. Lost to the eventual eventual national runner-up, so Texas. So, yeah, it, it, was a, it was a hell of a season. Coach Diefel signed a five-year extension that takes her through at least the 2027 season. It's an interesting contract. And we'll kind of look over it here. Uh, the extension. Yeah. Like I said, it takes her at least through 2027 as the head coach. Uh, she will be paid $450,000 annually. And that figure includes the $100,000 she will receive annually for speaking engagements, TV and radio appearances, and more on top of the base salary of 350,000. Uh, Her previous contract, which she signed in 2018, was for a base salary of $275,000 plus $10,000 in additional compensation. She earned two $25,000 raises triggered by the Razorbacks NCAA tournament appearances. Under the new deal, she can receive up to two raises of $25,000 and will receive an automatic one-year extension if the Razorbacks make the tournament. The contract can be extended up to two years meaning she could be at Arkansas through through 2030, which if she still wants to do it, uh, they've only been trajecting upward. Now, when Oklahoma comes in the league, and Texas too, that's going to make it harder because Big 12 softball can ball out. Mm -hmm. And we saw that this year. And just Oklahoma's, the Alabama, like what Alabama is to college football, they're that to baseball, they're that to softball. So it, they're going to be – so really savor these SEC championships she's bringing because it's going to be hard to get them. It's going to be a lot harder to get them from here on. But it's going to make them better heading into the postseason for sure. It, it, it's definitely a good thing uh, for the Hogs and for the league. So much or well-deserved extension by the GOAT of Razorback softball. She's already the winningest coach. And she's been there, what, seven years, something like that?
1: Uh, <clears throat> I didn't know she had been there that long.
0: I was thinking, like,
1: four or five seasons. I
0: don't, I don't know. It's a, it's longer than that. I want to say, yeah, I, I can't remember. Yeah, you could be right. Maybe we're, like, five or six years, something like that. But either way, they knocked it out of the park. She's been an absolute homerun hire. So, good job getting that deal done. whatever she's getting paid, well worth it and did you have a fantasy draft? I did all right. Tell us how that went because I'm hey. waiting till the as, as late as I can to join a league and then do my draft because obviously somebody's gonna get hurt, and I'll probably draft them like before they get hurt, and then they'll get hurt, but yeah, so yeah. I'm waiting as long as possible, but that's
1: usually how it goes, except for this league. My two other leagues, we do draft like the, we'll probably have one of the drafts like next Monday or something. And I know the, the final draft is always going to be the Wednesday before Thursday night football. So, but, uh, my first draft, uh, this past weekend was a 14 team league draft. Wow. Man, man, uh it was interesting because it's also a keeper league which man that's it's different you can't really it's tough to reject what your first couple of rounds are gonna be just because you don't know who's keeping who and who decided to drop and yeah it's all it's all wild but uh according to ESPN I had the uh number two team uh from the draft which uh yeah it's it's a little I took some people probably a lot sooner than I should well, I wouldn't say a lot sooner, but I did take some gambles. Uh QB I have Mahomes. Running back I have Montgomery. Uh wide receiver uh was Diggs, who was also my keeper.
0: Is it time Montgomery? Diggs.
1: No. Who? David Montgomery.
0: Is that the Bear who is that? You
1: Bears know. running back. Bears running back, that's right. All right, then I have Stephon Diggs. And then I have uh Christian Kirk. Uh Travis Kelsey, uh, Singletary from Buffalo,
0: the hold Packers up, D. Hold up. Hold up. Christian Kirk is with Jacksonville now, correct? Yes. Okay. All right. Continue.
1: All right. And then Kelsey, Singletary, Packers for the D. Uh, slap in the base uh, for my kicker. And uh, for my backup receivers are Lazard uh, and Claypool and Marvin Jones Jr. I forgot I even picked him up. Backup tight end is Hurst, and uh, backup running backs is, uh, I guess, Jalen Williams and uh, Harris from New England, Damian Harris. So my running back's a little thin, but everything else I'm feeling pretty confident about. So I think it's pretty good, for, especially for a 14-team league.
0: So you drafted the Arkansas Razorback center in basketball?
1: Yes, that's exactly what he did. Jamal Williams, my bad. <laughs> Dang, like, get off my back. I, it's just like, I, know, Jay, I know it's
0: a 14-team I know, league, man, but like, damn, Pickens were slim I, there in the late hey, rounds, weren't they?
1: Hey, dude, he'll take a charge, man. He'll... He
0: will. He will. He can take a hit. We know that. <laughs> now, that waiver wire is going to be stupid then.
1: Idiot always it's... is, man. Whoa, this God. one's... This one's the league you want to win, though. It's the most money, and you get to I keep the imagine. trophy for a year. Uh, I would yeah,
0: who's, you know, who's more people Who's in this league?
1: Uh, is, is
0: it the one with Luke and them?
1: Yeah, Luke. Well, Luke's in two of my leagues, but this is uh, through his old coworkers from K Stack. So uh, there's so, only admit, like three of them. There's only like three of them that I know. openly oh, you know, I've hung out with more than like three times. So, like the last two times I've been over there for the draft, yeah, it's it's like, hey, how's it going? And it's just face blindness. <laughs> I'm just in the zone for the draft and drinking a couple of beers, eating some food, and then I'm out. So, I mean, makes sense.
0: So yeah, I guess I'll do mine just a regular public league and yeah, just from my computer and go from there. But it was uh okay, yeah. 14 team league, man. That's, uh, that's deep. A lot of teams. But yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it as late as I can and go from there. Probably just be a 10 team league. I, I, I would hope so. I don't I have, know. 14 team league. I have leagues. a 10 and a 12 team left. So,
1: all right. So what, three leagues? Three leagues. And then I get a daily fantasy. Wow. Yeah. Well,
0: you have fun with that. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to see. Uh...
1: It was brutal last year.
0: Yeah, we're not going to see Brad when the season starts, y'all. But Enjoy it while we can. But we're going to get out of here. We're out of time. Check us out next week for episode 45, the Michael Jordan return in 1995 from retirement episode. Till then, deuces.